Hi there, welcome back to the classroom. I hope you are having a good weekend. So for those who don't know me, my name is Afrogene Annabel Pendlebury and I love to write stories to help people see God and to be encouraged. And I there's something that I'd like to address today and that is something that's going on in the world right now and it has to do with the global recession i mean a lot of things happen in the world every day but this is specifically about unemployment so a lot of people have recently been laid off from their jobs and you know there's this big situation out there so it, it, it might be that you've not been laid off from your job, but I, I know you know a few people that have been laid off from their jobs. And unemployment is a very big thing because it affects your purpose or just your finances or both, right? So some people, they, they sense a form of purpose from what they do day to day. You know, some people actually do enjoy the jobs that they do. It gives them a sense of purpose and of course you earn some money from doing that work but for some people it could just be how they earn a living right but regardless of what it is it is something that has affected you and affected the people that are around you because how can you provide for yourself how can you provide for your family how you know if you want a visa or you have immigration connections with your job, this could greatly affect you. And I just wanna put a word there to just encourage you. And I'm gonna be taking this word from the Bible and it's gonna be from the book of John. So it's gonna be from John 16, verse 33. It says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So I'm just gonna break this quickly, break it down pretty quickly. So the first thing is saying, I'm telling you all of this so that you can have peace in me, right? And who's this person we're talking about here? We're talking about Jesus. In this world, you will have trouble. So there's some, there's a very, very strong message. It's like, see, you will always face trouble. You know, it might be someone was ill yesterday or someone was anxious yesterday or someone had an accident yesterday or someone died yesterday. There'll always be trouble, right? But take heart, regardless of whatever it is, you're gonna experience trouble but there's a there's a but there's a an extra clause that that gives you hope right that offers you something that you need but take heart i have overcome the world so god has overcome all of his challenges god has overcome everything already the fact that you're going through it does not undermine the fact that he's already sorted it out for you. And I know it's very hard to understand something like this. It's like, how can I find peace in all of this? This is where we come to Jesus. 
If you don't know Jesus, I encourage you to learn about him. And I do hope that in this season, you can find the peace that you need. Because I promise you, troubles do not last forever. So I'm just going to say that we are moving on to the last episode of Willows. I hope that on this series, you've been blessed and you've really come to understand things from a different perspective. Enjoy listening to Willows and have a great new week. Willows episode 6 I have long since that night when I made that promise to myself, thrown caution to the wind. I have allowed myself to thoroughly immerse myself in Danu, to love him and be loved by him. He has proven himself true to me this time. His words to please me above every other has been true. Well, with the exception of her. She is a thorn in my flesh. No matter how happy I am, she finds a way to creep into my moments of happiness and render them empty. She is a constant reminder that my life with Daniel is incomplete. As Daniel and I have gotten closer over the years, every now and then I would bring the subject of divorce up. But he would always explain to me that he doesn't want his daughter Saffron to be the product of a broken home. He would say that he had seen numerous examples of how a divorce had impacted children. The children who were blameless victims of their parents' sad relationships. His cousin Tola had taken her life as a teenager after her parents had divorced. This was a sentiment I understood well. I am not from a broken home and do not wish that on anyone, especially Saffron. Over the years, I have slowly come to grips with the fact that I'll always be the other woman. No one approves of this self-sacrifice I have grudgingly made. And they have voiced their concerns. My parents, my siblings, my friends, and even some of Daniel's friends. The truth of the matter is, I cannot imagine my life without Daniel. I refuse to do that. Our years together has brought me so much happiness. How then can one abandon their own happiness? Even though it is not perfect in its entirety. Is anything perfect? The lack of perfection has meant that there have been many lonely nights for me. There have been times where I have been angry and bitter about having to share my man with another. I have felt deprived of the right to have my own family with Daniel and to be by his side in my rightful place as his wife. I have returned from my walk. I am back in my suite at the Hourglass Hotel. 
It is a contemporary hotel designed by the award-winning architect from Côte d'Ivoire, Sita Yaya. The entire hotel is shaped like an hourglass. The structure is framed by glass. The main lounge in my suite is bathed in light as the walls are made completely of clear glass. The entire style is minimalistic. There's a plush royal blue sofa and a white coffee table which is in the middle of the room. There's a white oak bookshelf hanging on the wall which houses a small collection of books and a black standing lamp which is designed as a black woman carrying a globe on her head. There's a table and a fridge to the side. All the walls are bare of any paintings. In the spacious bedroom, there's a huge king-size bed framed by two ornate bird posts. There's a big plain white oak wardrobe with golden knobs and a single oriental grey chair to the side. On the floor, there's a soft white rug which feels silky underfoot. The bathroom, like the rest of the suite, has walls that are made completely of glass. It has a sten feel to it, with its ultra-modern fittings. I wash and dry my hands in the bathroom and make my way to the bedroom, taking my shoes off and lying down on the bed. I pick my phone up and go to my Instagram app and mindlessly scroll through the content on my explore page. A particular video catches my eyes. I click on it and turn the volume up. There's a popular Nigerian preacher on stage holding a microphone. She's saying, another woman's husband cannot be your man. That is never God's plan. God won't give you a husband if you are holding on to another person's husband. Immediately, I dropped my phone as if it was hot coal. The words she had spoken felt like a sharp slap to my face. Over the years, I have had a lot of opinions about my relationship with Dano. But this opinion wasn't directed at me. This person did not even know me. Nonetheless, what she said felt like it was meant for me to hear. A strange feeling I cannot identify seizes me and I pick up my phone again and proceed to watch the entire video. It has been nine months since my trip to Senegal. I left St. Louis for Lagos the night after watching that video. Something happened to me that day after watching the video. I was filled with so much guilt and sorrow. A sort of clarity came to me and for the first time in my life, I knew I was in the wrong. I had let myself believe that I wasn't hurting anyone by giving myself intimately to others in exchange for superficial things. I 
had contributed to the breakup of marriages by partnering with men who were married. I let Daniel become an idol in my life. It didn't matter who we hurt provided I had him in my life. The sad thing was he wasn't mine and he will never be mine. The reality is I had placed such little value on myself. I had convinced myself mistakenly that that value was high. I knew one thing though, I no longer wanted to be in the wrong because God has already loved me right. The preacher had said that God is a merciful God and if we come to him with genuine repentance, he would forgive and restore us. That invitation was too much for me to ignore. Right there and then, I asked God to forgive me for all my sins and invited him into my life by confessing with my mouth that Jesus was my saviour and believing in my heart that he is. For the first time in 15 years, I felt freedom, not the type of freedom that came with an echo of pain and sadness. It is a freedom that accompanies hope, a profound kind of hope, a hope that is filled with a wealth of promises. One that I had never imagined or felt before. I decided that day, there and then, that I wanted to have God in my life and there was no room for Daniel anymore. I did not let the thoughts that threatened to befuddle me win. Thoughts like, what if you never meet a man like Daniel? Or how can you throw away these years of love and hard work? Or is this whole thing not a sham? Are you not too enlightened to fall for this Jesus gimmick? Deep down, I knew those voices were voices of deception. Without much ado, I rescheduled my flight for Lagos and left that night. When I arrived in Nigeria, I messaged Daniel saying I was done and he should not try to contact me, otherwise I would call his wife and tell her everything. All attempts made by him and others to reconcile us have has been successfully futile. Until now, I had always described myself as spiritual and prayed to God or the universe even though I hadn't stepped foot in a church in about 10 years. I never read my Bible and I always saw Christians as religious fanatics. I practiced what I called inner self. I would practice meditation and chant for hours, pray to the universe and mother nature. I would use crystals and incense for cleansing and realigning my chakras for healing. This was a different experience. It felt like I was deeply loved, welcomed, and a surreal peace and sense of safety embraced me on the inside. 
Physically, I felt like a huge burden had been lifted off my shoulders. I felt joy. I wanted to tell everyone that God loves them. I have started attending a nearby church recommended by a friend. I have been studying my Bible which my mom gifted me 13 years ago when I first left for Lagos. A hunger to grow in the Lord has enveloped me. I recently got baptized and joined the Bible school. I can say the last eight months have been filled with a lot of drastic changes. I no longer practice inner self. Daniel is no longer a part of my life. Friendship and relationship dynamics have changed. There have been opinions as usual. Loads of questions and concerns from friends. They would say to me, are you sure you aren't losing your mind? You have even become holier than pastors. Must you let this whole religious thing consume you like this? My answer is simple. I cannot compromise with God. His Holy Spirit lives inside of me. How then should I return to the lie I was living in? My nights are no longer filled with drinking and wild partying. I no longer share my body with anyone. The desire to do those things have left me. I am a new woman. I have reconciled with my parents, returned the numerous presents I received from past lovers, and I am happily single. I still reside and work in Lagos. My bosses, colleagues, friends and even family have remarked on the change they have observed in me. I have been told that I seem cheerful and possess an air of peace. I have discovered a lot about myself on this journey with God. I had let my identity be defined by what I thought I needed to be. I thought I needed to be classy, rich, influential, ambitious and beautiful to feel worthy. I have begun to unlearn who I know myself to be and allow Christ to identify me. After all, the Bible says, before I was formed in the womb, God knew me. He knew my mother would name me Blessing. My name is Blessing Samuel. Do I sometimes worry about the future and sometimes doubt myself? Yes, I do, but I let the words from these verses fill my mind and receive the courage and strength to trust in God and take each day one step at a time. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Philippians 4 verse 6 to 7. And the lotus plants cover him with shade. The willows of the brook surround him. Job chapter 4 verse 22. Armed with this in mind, I know God is by my side, so I cannot fail.